Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Award-winning documentary After the Murder of Albert Lima tells the story of a son obsessed with capturing his father's killer. Paul Lima has spent over a decade seeking justice for his slain father, Albert. Though convicted, Albert's murderer has remained free in Honduras after years of a legal system failing him. Paul takes the unorthodox step of hiring two bounty hunters to travel with him to Honduras to track down and capture his father's killer. Wow, this is quite a remarkable film and uh, on a lot of levels, but none the, not the least of which is the courage not only it took on Paul's part to go down to Honduras, but on the part of our filmmaker that's joining us today, Angus James, who is the director, as well as I believe the producer of the film. Angus James, welcome to Film School Radio. Thanks, Mike. Thanks so much for having me on. You're very welcome. How did you get to know Paul Lima? I was actually connected to him through a through a friend through through a sort of a colleague of mine who um, he does a lot of work to sort of support Latinos breaking into the film industry, and he was uh, at at one of his meetups for that and uh, met Paul. And at the time, Paul had a documentary of his own about his father. He was impressed with Paul and his story, which is you know this 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 the son the son of uh, you know a murdered father who. For over a decade been trying to get justice for his murdered father so he asked me if i would take a look at his film I, I met paul and i did take a look at the film and it was it was more like a love letter to his dad and i think something designed to sort of point to the injustice that was happening in honduras it didn't really seem commercially viable for me though so you know i told him i, I really admire what he's done but I, I don't think i can work on this and then he said yeah i don't even care about that film anymore i've I've uh, given up on that. I've hired two bounty hunters. I'm going to go down to Honduras myself and catch them myself. And I thought, well, that's a, that's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and you are right. So Paul says, I'm going down there. I'm taking a couple of bounty hunters with me. And you said, okay, this sounds, this sounds interesting. I, this is something I do want to talk about. And that is because we're seeing the ramifications of the, of the political, social unrest in Honduras, El Salvador, Guatemala. We're seeing it every day now. We have been for years, but particularly with Honduras, and I don't want to take too deep a dive into this, but we, the United States, supported a coup, a military takeover of Honduras back in the Obama administration under Hillary Clinton. And this has had tremendous ramifications. It was already a country in sort of disorder, but it's it really has sent Honduras down a kind of down a dark place. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, I think the United States has to take a long hard look at its, you know, involvement in other countries and, you know, its influence. I mean, one of the things Paul did with this film was that he had, you know, figured out who killed his father. There was multiple witnesses to that murder. He got uh, Oral Coleman arrested, uh, but Oral would just sort of walk out the back door. And then he appealed all the way to the Honduran Supreme Court and won, but still nobody would arrest him. And so he went to the Senate, he went to the United States Senate, and he lobbied for them to set up a task force a bill to go after murdered Americans, about 34 to 35 to 40 murdered Americans in Honduras every year. And so, you know, Paul was really, you know, intimately involved in, in not just getting justice, uh, you know, trying to get justice for his father, but he, you know, through his efforts, set up this task force and you know, several dozen Americans have been murdered. Their killer has been brought to justice because of, in part, the work, the work he's done and part of what Paul was saying to everybody at, 
and it would listen to them is that look, the United States gives all this money to Honduras, and 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 you know why aren't we holding them you know accountable, and why isn't the United States accountable to you know its its uh, its participation in this? Yeah, uh, thank you, because it's a part of the film. It's an important part of the context. The 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 country you find yourself in in Honduras is a dangerous and unstable and corrupt place, and so almost anything can happen, which adds a whole nother level of intrigue and danger to this. So so Paul says, I'm heading down there. You want to come? You say yes. Did you know just how dangerous it was before you went down there? Or did you, what was your, what was your sense before you hit the ground in Honduras? Paul and I got to know each other over a period of about six months after we were introduced. Um, he had been planning to try to figure out the best time to go down. Uh, he had made contact with an American couple who retired uh, to this island, Roatan in Honduras. But they suddenly had to leave. They were going to arrange to get him some guns and this uh, this drug called Haldol, which you can is a temporarily that knocks out you know someone so they could uh, subdue him if they needed to. And this couple had had a, a death attempt on a murder attempt on them, and then just suddenly uh, someone you know walked up to the, the car of this this uh, this American who pulled the trigger at the window, but he was able to duck and move out of the way and just then drove away. So suddenly that couple now had to flee the island. They had to leave. So we knew that story and we knew how dangerous it was. We also, you know, Paul wasn't as prepared and everybody wasn't as prepared as they would have been if we had gone in a few months when the plan was. But but the icing on the cake of the whole thing was two weeks before this, there was an article on NPR came out um, about the mass corruption on Honduras. And as a result, Honduras had disbanded its national police force. So when we were going down, it was it was not just, you know, had listed as the murder capital of the world and and it was as dangerous as always, but it was just a, it was even that much more lawless at the time. So, yeah, we had a sense of how dangerous <laughs> it was going to be. But I think um, not until you're there, do you really understand and, and specifically with this group of, of this organization of people we were going after. They were sophisticated. They had sophisticated lookouts on the island. They sort of, you know, I wasn't I wasn't as I wasn't expecting that as much. Well, I'm going to just recap a little bit of the story here. Albert Lima was a businessman, kind of an investor who had who seemed like a good-hearted person who helped was trying to help out a family. It was a bakery on this island. What is? Do we want to identify the island, or do we want to? Say yeah, it's the Isle of Roatan. It's a, it's actually a oh, lot that's of, right. A lot of, a lot of cruise ships go there, and uh, it is one side of the island where a lot of tourists get dropped off, and then only a population of about 20, 25,000 people. But while we were there, the week we were there, four people were murdered um, just on that population. It's, it's it's not always you know the most violent of places. I mean, there's other places in Honduras that are more violent, but the country as a whole okay. is uh, pretty treacherous. So Albert had helped out this family and given them a loan in which they were, would be able to sustain and build their bakery business on the island. And it was doing well, and they were paying him, and everything was going really well until at one point the patriarch of the family dies, and then suddenly things change dramatically. Albert goes down there to see if he can figure out what's going on. If, I, if I'm mischaracterizing any of this, please let me know. And it's at that point... Well, so Albert's power of attorney, Albert was given power of attorney by um, the, the, the patriarch of the family to make sure that, that his will was carried out and the, and the bakery would uh, stay in the hands of all of his children. So during that trip is, is the trip in which he was killed. 
Yeah, so he went to um, secure the bakery because one of um, the sons had taken over it and had said that it's he's going to run it now and he's not going to pay off the debt. He had, you know, uh, taken the case to court. He had won. So he got granted the keys to the bakery and he went by the bakery with one of the other sons, uh, Martin uh, Coleman, and um, and then Oral Coleman, who's, who's the, the killer, showed up and they, 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 they beat him. They beat him. Um, you know, really badly, and it drove him up to the top of a mountain and executed him. Right. And it was some time before they found his body, which adds another layer of kind of anguish that Paul and his family, the Lima family, goes through. The mother was very distraught, obviously, for all the all the reasons you would expect over all of this, but the fact that they can't find the body for quite some time, and the, and the fact that justice, while if there had been any level of investigation into this real investigation, well, it was obvious. It was, a, it was a fairly obvious case as to the perpetrators, and at least narrowing it down to a few different suspects in this, but pretty obvious otherwise. Many years pass, and Paul's trying to find justice, trying to get justice out of the Honduran ju- judicial system. Failures at different points, although you said at many points along the way, it seemed like they were close to getting what they, were want- that what they wanted, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He kept thinking that, you know, the end was near, that he was about to get justice. I mean, this went on for 13 years. Yeah. Well, I don't want to say a whole lot more because I just, it's really a compelling documentary film. There are so many elements in, in once you get to the island of Rotan, where you, it just, it goes from a, a family's story of trying to find justice to survival pretty much shifts to a, to a, are we going to get out of here? And wow, it is a story. So the film is opening on Crackle, which is a wonderful site, by the way. People should be checking this out. Uh, crackle.com to find out more about the uh, about the film, about a lot of different uh, projects and films. March 18th, be looking for it. The film, again, is called After the Murder of Albert Lima, and we've been joined today by the director of the film, and that would be Angus James. Angus, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Mike. Really appreciate having me on. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Film School Radio.